Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What up, traders? How we doing? Gotta get that energy up. Guess what? It's Friday. Definitely, definitely, guys, smash the like. We've been having great, great shows this week. You guys see it over the corner. We're going to be talking about the top six potential runners, so definitely stay tuned. These are going to be stocks that have made either deal announcements, rumors, or at least going into the deal. Let's definitely pay attention to these. These are going to be Chris is it stocks that he's looking at so definitely you guys don't want to miss the chrysopedia picks of course welcome to the SPACs attack where we talk everything SPACs and if you're a SPAC fan out there hit the like throw some rockets in the chat and let's get this party started What's going on, traders? Let's go ahead and bring on my man. You guys know him as Chris Ketchy. Definitely need to know him as Chrisopedia. That brain is impeccable. Let's go ahead and bring him on here, my man, Chris Ketchy. Hey, what's going on, Mitch? Happy Friday. Uh, I mean, things are looking good out there. I heard you say something about rocket ships. Uh, uh, of course, we do have a, a former SPAC, literally rocketing off today so big news out there we got a lot of headlines we got some russell rebalancing happening today that's something we talked on the show about you know about a week or two ago to kind of preface this this move that was happening but we got you know some some spac ideas to talk about we got stuff moving on the watch list so you know another exciting friday maybe we can get to some ticker time later but definitely going to need to see that like button smashed Looks like we're only at 35, 35 likes out there, you know, which seems really low if we're going to give all these trade ideas and, and get to ticker time. So to the moon with those likes. Let's get to 100 likes so we can get to ticker time later. Um, you know, definitely excited about this show, Mitch. All right, let's go ahead and let's get into everybody's favorite time when we talk about some headlines. And then we're going to be going into after the headlines. We'll talk about some Russell additions about that. You know, there's a lot of SPACs going into there. So we might as well go ahead and bring those to you. Then we're going to get into our top six. So stick around. Action packed show. We'll talk about what's moving. Yes, yes, yes. We see that pay safe. Uh, I think Chris and I have had our eye on this one for a while now. So definitely, definitely, Chris, take us back to those headlines. All right, guys. Yeah, lots of headlines out there. No deals, no rumors today. You know, so less exciting in, in that regards, but definitely want to talk about the big news out there. So up first, we have SPCE, Virgin Galactic. I mean, I look right now, shares are up 35%, $54. You know, I, I've been a fan of this company. I own shares. Um, I've pointed out the catalyst for this one, right? Uh, you know, when others were calling, you know, a topping event to sell at 35 or at 25, I still thought there was room to go because we had some catalysts coming. So today, uh, Virgin Galactic announcing and, and the tweet said, full commercial launch license, 
our recent Unity 21 spaceflight performed well against all flight objectives and marks the first time the FAA has licensed a space line to fly customers. Next up is our test program, a fully crewed space flight this summer. So again, getting that FAA license, which was a key objective for the company to be able to take passengers to space. So they said that, you know, that extensive review of data from the May 22nd test flight uh, performed well against all flight objectives. Um, that included, you know, uh, checking on different things like uh, the, the cabin pressure, the pilot control, um, you know, different items for the, for the company that were tested on that flight. They now are ready to go. Um, you know, this is a big step for the, for the company, right? So I also said that, you know, there's a chance that Virgin Galactic moves up their timeline. So Sir Richard Branson, the founder of the company, is going to take part in a passenger space mission. They're going to send him to space. That was going to happen in the second half of 2021. Now, after that May 22nd flight and this FAA license, I got to think that the company is ready to get him to space. They're up against competing with Blue Origin and founder Jeff Bezos of Amazon, uh, who's going to go to space on July 20th. So he would actually beat Branson to space based on the current timeline. But Virgin Galactic, there's been rumors that they're going to push for Branson to go to space before that. Um, you know, they're scheduled to fly passengers later in 2021. And then they also have a new spaceship in 2022. So I highlighted on the show recently, Morgan Stanley analyst. Um, she actually lowered the price target on Virgin Galactic. But the key points for me were some of the revenue figures. So she pushed back, said that the first commercial flight would be in 2022. And she pushed for two commercial flights, 12 passengers in 2022, which would be $4 million in revenue. And then 2030, $1.8 billion in revenue based on 13 spaceships, 40 flights per ship per year, 3,100 passengers at a $400,000 seat ticket price. Um, she assigned a, a $25 value, that's $17 for space tourism, $8 for point-to-point -point travel, um, and she has a bull case uh, of $60, um, you know, if everything goes right for this company. So I, I want to go to the catalyst here, right? So I didn't expect this thing to go up that much today on that news. I do think we see a pullback, um, you know, maybe on Monday or Tuesday as people take profits. But if you scale back and you look, you have a couple more catalysts coming. They have three more test flights to do. They have the actual uh, flight of passengers hopefully coming later this year. They have the Sir Richard Branson flight announcement. So you have between now and July 20th for Virgin Galactic to come out and say, hey, we're going to beat Blue Origin. We're sending Sir Richard Branson to space. Now, that's not guaranteed to happen, but that's the catalyst that I'm watching because I think that could add another leg up for shares here. Um, but again, I think we see a pullback. And then, you know, if you're looking at this one long, uh, again, there's several more stories to play out this year and next year. The big questions remain, 
How much are they going to charge for passengers when they reopen? You know, that ticketing process, they were charging 200 to 250,000. There's an analyst saying they could charge 400,000. And then the other big question is how big is demand, right? You know, we saw the Amazon or the Blue Origin auction, you know, go for millions of dollars. Um, you know, how many people can really afford to go to space? You know, where does this thing land? But, you know, I, I got to say again, I am still long shares of Virgin Galactic. I think we do see a pullback, but pay attention to some of those upcoming catalysts. And I mean, what do you think, Mitch? I got to think they, they got the certification. They got the test flight. This is a company that's highly competitive. I think they try to beat Blue Origin to space here. What do you what do you think? Hey, when you're wrong, you're wrong. And you, you got to go ahead and admit it, too. I've been wrong on this one, Chris. And I'll give it to you. You've been right on this one. And, and that's what it's all about, too. One of the things is you're going to be right. You're going to be wrong sometimes. And you definitely need to go ahead and admit when you're wrong and take a look at it. See what happened there. What 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 really happened? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you guys know how I try to take a, an approach to space. I'm really looking for revenue. And just because I didn't see that revenue, I didn't believe in this company. But as you can see, the growth and the innovation in the company is really giving the company value. And I think that's where I might have gotten it wrong. But hey, we got to be transparent. We got to know when we're, we got to thumbs up when we're right and, and know when we're wrong. And, and that's just, that's just what it is. But Good one on this one, Chris. But Definitely good, good call. Mitch, it's important also to point out, you know, some of the items you've talked about, right? Because there is a bear case here. They, they still don't have, you know, a ton of revenue. They still haven't flown anyone to space other than those test flights. So there is still some risk here, right? So there, there's nothing wrong with taking some profits. You know, so I, I, I would be comfortable with, you know, people selling today, taking some profits because I think we see that pullback. Um but I, I don't know if the topping event is in yet based on those upcoming catalysts. So that's what I'm saying. But again, there are risks. They, they still need to get to space. They still need to get you know revenue. They still need to get a ton of passengers signed up. So I don't know if your bear case has completely you know played out. There, there is still you know a case to be made there, and and valuation comes in today too. So uh, you know, interesting points. Definitely, definitely, we'll keep an eye on this one. Go ahead, Chris. Keep us going with the news. All right. And then yesterday, another big news item, we had an infrastructure plan that was passed. Now, this was expected to uh, include some electric vehicle um, discussion. But the big takeaway from this is that it shows $7.5 billion for electric charging stations. So I've said, you know, since the election, charging infrastructure is one of my key items to be watching. I mean, I'm long charge point. You've heard us interview several executives on the show uh, of some of these charging infrastructure plays. And then the deal also included $7.5 billion for electric buses and transit vehicles. Now, that was the catalyst I was watching, right? We have Lion Electric, we have Arrival, we have Proterra. Those are the big electric bus back companies that I think benefit from this. We're going to start to see some deal announcements, right, which is what I've been calling for. And then the takeaway on electric vehicles is that it wasn't in this uh, infrastructure plan, but there's still proposals on the table. And those would re reform the federal tax credit. So right now, after a U.S. manufacturer hits 200,000 deliveries, um, they no longer get some of those credits. So this is expected to, to be worked out in the future. 
which could obviously benefit a company like Tesla, right? That's already passed that milestone. But I think it's good for the overall electric vehicle market. So companies like Fisker, like uh, Lucid Motors, um, you know, the whole EV sector is going to see, you know, the passage of federal tax credits, which is going to make those vehicles more affordable. And that's a major catalyst to watch. We have uh, LAZR, Luminar Technologies. We just talked about it on the show yesterday. Getting that news out with Volvo. So uh, Baird upgrade shares to outperform, raises the price target to $30. You know, this is the, the LiDAR stock that I would be watching here. And then uh, we'll get into the watch list later. I know one of our movers was PaySafe, PSFE, and someone asking in the chat. I am seeing that actually mentioned as a Reddit stock now. Um, starting to circulate around there. So definitely something to watch. It could see, you know, extreme movement over the next couple trading days, but it also could see a move like a rival where it rocketed up and then came back down because it couldn't, um, you know, keep that uh, momentum going. So uh, something to watch there. And then uh, a new SPAC. I'm going to talk about some new SPACs next week, some that recently filed, but one to definitely put on everyone's radar. We have a uh, It'll be uh, Spinco. It's from Jeff Sagansky and Harry Sloan. It's going to be their new SPAC. This is going to be a $2 billion SPAC. This is the same duo from our SPAC Hall of Fame that did deals for DraftKings, Skills, and Ginkgo Bioworks. Um, they're going to do it in a similar fashion to Pershing Square, PSTH, where you'll be able to actually acquire several companies you know, with this IPO. So it's a different structured one. I'll, I'll dive into that more next week. It has not been um, offered yet. So we still have time to do some research before this thing prices. And then we turn to some vote dates that were set. So Mitch, I mean, we talked about it on the show. CCIV setting its merger vote date July 22nd. That was the big event, right, that, that we've been calling for one of those key catalysts to really help these shares maybe see some momentum. And that July calendar, you know, we had a huge June calendar, but July calendar now starting to shape up nicely. We also got vote dates for EMPW, PSAC, RAAC, RSVA, and AONE, all set for July. We're going to talk about that July calendar next week because there's some monsters on that. And again, another exciting month for SPAC votes after this huge June. Then uh, a couple mergers approved yesterday. So we had FRX, that merger with Beachbody approved. We'll trade as ticker BODY next week. The company also saying that they will ring the bell um, on June 28th. That's Monday. And then that Beachbody, baby. They, you know, we called that, right? We, we said that this was one to watch and it hasn't even traded as the new ticker yet. I still think there's more momentum coming, you know, when this thing changes over to, to body, right? Beach body, B-O-D-Y. I mean, we hit $12 and change last night. Um, you know, this last mile approved will trade as E-L-M-S next week. And then our, our deals yesterday ENFA uh, with BuzzFeed up 1% on the deal and IACB down 0.2% on the deal. So that's what I've got for headlines. I know we're going to get into the the watch list and then some uh, Russell rebalancing later. So what do you think, Mitch? What, what are you watching out there? I think Cole said it best. Good news for CCIV. Vote date, right? 
you know, one of the things that we've been talking about is it has been getting some attention and has been seeing some lift. But what I always said was wait for that vote day because I thought that's what really get it started and really get it to that next level. Because what you're going to do is now I think you're going to start seeing some even, you know, you have what I call the permables. In this one, where they're just like permanently bullish, no matter what, even if the stock goes down 30 percent, they're just like, buy, buy, buy. And so those people are already stuck in. Those are the, those are our bag holders. Right. And, and they get in before this kind of announcement. And then so that's what I'm trying to jump on. I'm trying to jump on their momentum to bring that bag back up. And so now that we have this version moat, they, uh, I'm going to definitely be paying attention. Let's go ahead and take a look at how it's doing today. Chris, go ahead and uh, if you got to knock anything out, you can knock it out. I'll talk a little bit of CCIV and you can jump in in a second. I'll let you finish up with some comments. Uh, all right, guys. So let's take a look here how I traded CCIV today. Guess what, guys? Guess who's in CCIV? So I'm going to show you guys how I got into it today and how you could have maybe approached this entry. Okay, so this morning, guys, of course, we started seeing a, a big spike going into the pre-market. And so with that being said, you know, I was watching, uh, I was wondering how, how can I get in this one? Because at the end of the day, you know, I want to make sure that I didn't overpay for this one. So let's go ahead and, and let's pay attention. Talking CCIV, this one started spiking up. And so what I did was I started drawing some supports here. I said, okay, so we got a support near kind of this uh 2530 area and then we got another support down a little bit further down closer towards this 2510 area and so you can see this kind of support down here 2510 and, and you guys always know how i like to use my one hourly chart on the one hourly chart this one really stood out there at those levels if you look here pre-market there's that resistance that became support 25 tens. And this is another resistance right here from this crack here, right in the middle, essentially. So let's go back to the one minute, see how I approached it. All right. So the one, uh, this is the one month, one minute here. So what we did is when it came down right at the open, I started seeing a bounce, started looking for it. And then when it came back underneath this and crack here at the 2530s, that's where I got my first entry. And then really this bounce back here right around this 35s, I was at around 2540s. It bounced up here, then cracked it again. I was looking for an entry to add at 2510. I had a limit order just sitting there. And so now, guys, I'm in averaged in here at 2522. So that's my average now. And now that it's starting to look strong, this is exactly what I wanted to see going into the afternoon time. So now that we can draw this trend line, we can kind of draw this look here. You can use that uh, kind of wick here that you had, or you can use the close. I'm going to use the wick for right now and see if we can get back up there towards 2565. Then you can see a pullback closer towards 2530s, but at least if it holds 2530s now, I'm going to be feeling good because I'm underneath. And this is my entry here, guys. So my entry is down to over here now. I'm, I'm over here in this level. Let's let's just say averaged in at 25.22 in this area. And now I'm looking for it to keep on going. As long as it can hold this line here, I'm feeling bullish on this. So this is how I attack CCIV today. Just wanted to get into this. I normally don't get into all this. And like always, guys, this is not for you guys to go ahead and do the same trade. This is for you guys to learn from this. Like always, guys, this is for informational purposes only, not for investment advice. But what you want to learn from this is how I attack the process and how I looked for those 
supports to get in versus just jumping in at the top and then watching it come back down and then being like, man, I'm just sitting in the red. I tried my best to average in. And if I didn't get these ad at 25.10, it would have been okay with just keeping that 25. I think it was, I was in at 44 here and then I averaged down. And so one of the things is if I only get that small share size that I got here and it just went to the moon, I'm okay with that. I'll take a small victory, but definitely sizing in here helped me out, get a lower entry here and a good push up there in CCIV. We'll see if this continues moving on CCIV. Let's bring Chris back. Yeah, you know, I, I love that trade. And, you know, uh, you've been calling this out. I, I've been, you know, a bull on Lucid for the long term, but but it's it's important to pay attention to some of those key catalysts, right? And we got it. We, we have yep. our date set now for CCIB, July 22nd. And, and I mean, this thing has been one of the most followed, you know, SPACs out there. As I said, it, it's the number one in volume almost every day. E even when other SPAC deals are announced, more shares are trading of CCIV than any other SPAC. It, it, it's got huge interest in it. And I think that interest only grows, right? So we have a, another month until that merger vote. Then we have the changeover. We're going to see media appearances by the company. We're going to get new announcements, new press releases. I, I just think the story, it, it already has started, but it essentially starts again today, right? Mm -hmm. Today now it is the movement to the merger completion. So Great call out there, Mitch, and uh, I, I think that's a good entry. And uh, I'm I'm still long, you know, part of my position of CCIV here. Yeah, guys. So what I'm going to be looking for this one is I would really like to see it close above 26 today. If that happens, you know, right now we're trading at 25.55. It's not like we're close to that level. So that's what I'm looking for. I would want this to turn from a red in the candle to green at the end of the day, and then you see that green candle push up like it's trying to break out through this uh, trend line here on the daily chart, which would be up a move up towards 2681. Let's see if we can get back up there towards this high here. This is 2788. And that's when we're going to be looking for CCIV to really get some strength and get some push through 28 so that it can start trying to get up there to this gap down that it had at 36. 36 will be that first price point. Well, I'll look to take some profit and then I'll look to it to get a move back up there to closer towards 48 and 50s. Let's see if it can make the move now. Now that it has the catalyst, this is what I was looking for. Now let's see if it makes the move. Like always, guys, I always try to give as transparent as I be. So that's why I give you guys exactly my entry. All right, let's keep going. Smash the like if you guys appreciate me giving you guys that entry because most people, they just won't. They just won't. They'll tell you that they're in it, but they're not going to tell you where they're in especially exactly to the penny. So uh, I try to do that because I, I feel that at the end of the day, if the stock's going to go in my direction, it's not because uh, of just me and my sizing. So uh, that's why I give you guys the full access. Now let's take a look here. PSFE. I know that a lot of people are talking about it. What a spike up this morning, man. This thing opened up here at 1227, then pushed on up to a high of 1319. We'll see if this thing really starts ripping. I mean, one of the things that I'd point out about this is that, um, well, Chris was going to point out something about this a little bit later, so I won't point it out too much right now. Um, let me take the banner down so you don't see CCIV. But this one really pushed on up. And one of the things that I would say about PSFE is I think this is happening because of the software IT services push that you're seeing in the over overall market, like a tech push. And so this is 
perfectly. It falls right into that category. And I think you're starting to see this one lift. One that I saw lift that kind of gave me the idea that this one could potentially run was Asana and, and, and that kind of stocks that were moving. And so I started looking at these to potentially get a lift also, the laggard play. What are you thinking, Chris? Yeah, you know, I, I've been a fan of PaySafe since this deal was announced. You know, digital payments, uh, I, I love that they help you know, the, these companies, right? They power, I mean, Fortnite payments, Roblox payments, sports betting payments. I mean, they're, they're the thing behind the thing, right? So I think it's starting to get some love for the recognition of what it actually does. I mean, and I also think, you know, we're going to talk about the Russell edition here soon. It's getting added to the Russell index. I mean, this thing's starting to get more and more attention. And I think, as the attention comes, people recognize the the value that it has and that it provides for its customers. Definitely. We're going to keep a watch on this. Looks like some people like that breakdown. I didn't get to see the chat, so definitely calling that out. Looks like some uh, – it, could, it, could it be expiration lockdown? I, I will, we'll, we'll take a look into that. I got you thinking about it. We'll definitely take a look into that. I know Chris will look to see if that, that could possibly be uh, part of this move. But keep it on watch. Because I do think that you're seeing kind of an industry trend there. And with that being said, maybe you see some other kind of technology specs making good moves up. So keep your watch on those. What I'm looking for mainly in those is like companies that have SAAS and that have that software as a service and can really start pushing on that level. One of the things that I'm seeing in the pandemic and could come back is those services. Because people are going to start kind of going out there and starting to get back on the risk to return kind of look for your businesses. And so you're going to start seeing a lot of these companies start getting those calls and being like, okay, now we're interested because we're starting to get our employees back. We need the technology behind it. And and that's what I'm looking for as a reopening play. I think this could be a reopening play. I think Chris would kind of agree with me. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, and and this is one, I, I mean, if we roll back that chart, didn't this thing trade, uh, you know, when that SPAC deal was announced uh, yeah, or, was, oh, this is the, this would be the new ticker. But I, I feel like this thing was over $20 at one time. And I mean, it was over $15 when it completed the merger here. So I think we have an opportunity to, to fill the gap a little bit there too. Um, so I don't know if this is just a one-day move. The, the thing that worries me a little bit is, again, it's seeing lots of mentions on Reddit, um, you know, which is bringing attention to it. But the last time we really saw that with some of these SPACs, it was, you know, Arrival and ASTS. And that, that move, it just couldn't last for more than one or two days. So, and we're at Friday, right? We're going into the weekend. It's the last trading day of the week. So will PaySafe, you know, end up double digits today or, you know, will it, you know, start to, to fall into the close here? So definitely on watch today, though. All right. Another one that I'll bring up, man. I, I don't know how I could have said this one. And, and, and I don't know why it stood out to me when it started moving. But, man, this thing has made massive moves. PSAC all the way up there towards a high today of 1748. We were talking about this move from the beginning here around this kind of 14 breakout. And man, it started pushing on up there. It's gone from 14 all the way up there past 17. Good move there in PSAC. And then really kind of breaking out on not really much news. I mean, you saw something give out today, but it, I, I don't think that was really big moving, right? 
Yeah, they set the vote date, but you know, this this wasn't one like CCIV where like I really felt like the vote date was going to be the catalyst for for PSAC and, and Faraday. The the thing that I want to watch in the future, right, is you see people talk a little bit about how Faraday Future actually had some failures in the past. This is kind of a revived company that needs to prove itself again, kind of like a Fisker, right? Henrik Fisker had some failures before he's trying to redo it. So you're going to see some people betting against this company, which could mean we, we see some shorts. Once Faraday uh, Future you know, goes public, uh, I think we're going to see people trying to hammer this thing down, which means if they do succeed, uh, oh, calling out for the home run. We're, we're going to get to some home runs later on, uh, Charlie. Or you said this at, was it. This was the home least, run. Hopefully at least some doubles and triples. But if you started, if you listened to the show earlier this week and you right. got into FRX, you got into PSAC, you got into CCIV. I mean, they weren't home runs, but they all had decent moves. And those are the ones we've been calling out. So hey, it's, uh, it's but, all about but, pointing to the pointing to the trends, right? Chris, hey, that's but, what we try to do here. But thanks right? for coming back and watching the show. I mean, you did exactly what I said yesterday. So you're here. <laughs> so Welcome so Mitch. Back. Let, let's get to the Russell uh, rebalance today. Let's you know? do it. Let's do it. One more though. One more though. Go ahead. I, go ahead. I, you know, you know, I love I love to go with the chat and what they want to talk about. So they want to talk really quickly about APXT. So chat, this is what it's about. You guys run this show. Even though we want to get on to the Russell, we're going to go right quick to APXT. I saw multiple people mentioning it, and that's why I also wanted to bring it up. It's not just one. And when we see that, we definitely want to go ahead and get to it. So APXT here up about 3.5%. And I was talking about this one when it got to 10. Why did I buy it, Chris? Next time, yell at me when I'm talking about those kinds of picks because I, yeah, I, I and, really did. I really, when have, I saw this one, look look how quickly it got to 10. Look, yeah, it, it, it said, it said, you turn right there, 998. Went there to 986. U-turn right back up there and, and getting right Still back out, up. Though. I, mean, I mean, yeah, this thing was 17. So so they have their merger vote date on June 30th. That's next week, Mitch. And we're starting to see, once again, mm. these SPACs get hot during that merger vote. So I think APXT, it could have a nice run next week. And this is what I've said from the from the start that once it completes its merger, it's going to get some attention from analysts. This is a software play. It's got recurring revenue, software as a service. Analysts love these, right? Because they can pinpoint the, the, the estimates. It's not throwing darts at a dartboard. You know where the numbers are coming from and you can make that model. So I really think APXT is going to get some love you know, post-merger. All right, we'll definitely keep an eye on this one. I, I mean, you're, you're talking about a company that has a lot to do with Microsoft. So, um, you know, one of the things that I always point out is when you get small stocks and they have a partnership with a big company like that, that has, I mean, you, you look back at some companies that have done deals like that, that's always usually turned out well for a company. Reason why is that, I mean, it's just like always. I mean, when you're a brand new company, you want to get into what? You want to have some data. And data always usually comes. If you can't get it yourself, where do you go, Chris? You go to the partnerships, right? That's so, right. Hey. Great call out there, Mitch. I mean, what? Microsoft's been real quiet this year, right? It only uh, recently passed, what, $2 trillion market cap. I mean, this thing has been cranking too. Microsoft has been a great performer this year. Um, I, I think you're spot on with the partnerships. And the other one I would point out is Ruel in the chat. He mentions uh, Catapult, KPLT. That's one that I called out earlier. 
And I said they were going to have a good first quarter because Wayfair had a good first quarter and they are a partner with Wayfair to help people buy products on the site. So as Mitch just said, pay attention to those partnerships, Catapult and Wayfair, Microsoft and Avpoint. There's two great examples there uh, of two SPAC companies working with tech giants. So keep on your list. So great, great call out there. Uh, Mitch, this Russell rebalance today, you know, we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We've been trying to update people, right? So, you know, there was uh, questions on will Clover Health be included, CLOV. And I said on the show, you know, that they actually were getting deleted. Um, you know, so we have this huge list today. And I mean, I, I don't even know where to start with this, but there there is, you know, over a dozen former SPACs being added to the Russell 3000. Now, Mitch has got them scrolling at the bottom there. I mean- Full disclosure, I can't even fit them all. So let's roll this screen and then <laughs> I'll put the rest of them on there. I think I still got like five or six more to go. So uh, I only got 200 characters. I'm trying my best. That's how many there are, but guys. And that's, that's and the, how it is. Mitch, the tweet I saw, right? We talked about this was Julian Klamachko, friend of the show, tweeting out, uh, that uh, one in five additions to the Russell 3000 went public via SPAC. So for all the hate that SPACs get, look at this rebalancing today. Out of all the companies being added, one in five of them came to the public market via SPAC. So, I mean, you have a huge list here. You've got, you know, App Harvest, who we talked to recently. You've got Beefly, Butterfly. Um, you know, you've got ChargePoint. I talked about charging infrastructure. PaySafe on that list, you know, getting a lift today on all that news. MP Materials, one that Mitch called out yesterday, and we, we've been fans of for a long time. Um, you, you know, there, there's so many getting added, so many stories there. Mitch, what anything stick out to you to, to the Russell rebalances that maybe could get a lift or could get some love here, you, you know, on that positive news? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I do is I'd, I'd look at the ones that had massive results before, right? Um, one that stands out, and I'm just going to go like kind of working through the list here. Um, of course, we've been seeing BFly start making a move. I think that was kind of really starting to learn the adoption of the technology. But that one's just kind of like a, a technology. So I'm just going to leave that to the side here. Let's keep moving a little bit forward. Charge point, of course, stands out to me. You just mentioned infrastructure. Then we kind of keep moving on. DNNMR. That's a company that most people don't really focus on, but Dynamir Scientific, I mean, don't 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 lose sight of it. Uh, yeah, what was that? And, what did that move up to? I think it was a monster. And Danimer, move, right? I think Danimer had a short report out against it too. So that's another thing to watch. Some of these companies getting added today, Danimer, I mean, uh Excel, Ride. Look at this, they, Look at this they, chart. They've all been targets of shorts. Yeah, that that is a <laughs> I mean, 66 was the high all the way down towards $16 now back up towards 25. But I mean, that's that's a monster, monster risk to return there. So uh, just that's why I'm pointing out that one. And we can keep going. Uh, DKNG, of course, I mean, DKNG and RSI, Rush Street making it in too, Mitch. I know that's been a favorite of yours. So much. you know, so you're getting some sports betting exposure in there. I mean, you can talk about some of the laggards too, right? Like car lots, L-O-T-Z getting added. That's been a beaten down spec. Does this help bring back the story to them? I mean, Nicola and Ride both getting added, right? You know, that means some of these ETFs now have to add shares of these two companies. Um, you know, so that's something to watch. 
Um, I got the, the rest of them there's here. There's the rest of the list. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to fit them in somewhere. So Tattooed Chef, that, that's been a story I've been watching all year. And, you know, uh, again, another positive sign for them. They, they've got the Costco deal, the Target deal. They're starting to launch new products. They're going to target food service. They're getting added to the Russell today. I mean, Utz Brands, right? Utz, U-T-Z, that's a favorite of SPAC guru. It's kind of a boring company, right? They make salty snacks. They pay a dividend. This is a former SPAC that pays a dividend. It's getting added to the Russell. I, I mean, this is positive news for, for all these companies out there. So I think it also you know, bodes well for SPACs, right? Be, because as I said, one in five additions today went public via SPAC. I, I think that's huge, right? And and Mitch, maybe we see some more love coming back to the SPAC market. And again, this rebalance is going to happen again in three months, right? So so you're going to have another event um, where more former SPACs get added. And, and I think that's just going to be a continuing trend now. So now you have another catalyst to watch, right? Uh, on these SPACs, you have the merger vote, you have the the completion the, the when they announce the merger vote date, you have when they complete it, you have all these catalysts. And now you can add in also, will they get included in Russell indexes, you know, later on and also added to other ETFs. Mitch, one I saw yesterday, I forgot to mention in headlines, ASTS, the 5G from space play, got added to the UFO ETF yesterday, the, the space ETF, um, you know, and I, I spoke to the the head of that ETF not too long ago, and he said they, they wouldn't add SPACs until they had completed the, the deal. But if it was a peer play space company post-merger, they would take a look. And there you get ASTS getting added to the UFO ETF. So uh, another positive sign there for a former SPAC. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing, one thing to take a look at, definitely. I didn't even know that one. So thank you for that one, Chris. I definitely t- I'll take a look at that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of names here to mention, guys. We could go to every single one. I mean, there's a lot of good names here. I think some of them are even longer term. I think you, you think about the potential that QS could kind of have in the long term. I think that is definitely massive. Keep your eyes on a bunch of these. I think, you know, what you see today might be some big reactions going into the close. A lot of times this is going to be imbalances going into the close. Imbalances will be coming out at the end of the day. But remember, the institutions and the people that pay for this data get it earlier than you do. So just to remind you guys out there, you when you see that movement happen at the end of the day, realize that there's other big traders that had this information for probably about an hour or so before you actually take the trade. And so I think I, I want to put this out there just, just so you be safe out there because you are going to see some massive moves, but it could be moves up and back down. And so that's what I wanted to put it out there. It's not that I don't want you to take any trades. I mean, at the end of the day, I want you guys to, to make some money. That's that's what I hope for the best. But at the end of the day, I just want to put that in everybody's and investors' minds that this usually comes with a big closing imbalance. You'll see buying imbalances. You'll see selling imbalances. And the reason why, those are those kind of flips that they need to be happening to rebalance. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Definitely. That's it. Let's start moving into the top six. You know, we got we got a little bit left here. We got 18 minutes left on the day. We got a lot to talk about. So let's keep going with the action packed day. Chris, what do you got for us? Top six. I guess it's I time hear for, some for some home runs, right? Isn't that what I'm supposed to be hey, doing on the, on the show yes. today? Hey, hey huh. we, 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 what we like with the new MLB or the old MLB? The old MLB, you know, 300 hitters. Nah, 
We don't worry I about mean, that no I more. Just, we'll I bat 100 and hit home runs, baby. I don't think I want to be a pitcher if I was in the MLB today. I mean, they're, they're, getting, stri- they're getting strip searched out on the field now. I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, guys, we don't, we don't have a ton of time. So let's dive in. Uh, these are six facts. I've talked about most of them before. I do have one that I really haven't talked a lot about that I actually uh, think could be a under-the-radar one. But let's dive in. So these are the six facts I really want to look at today. So uh, the first one uh, is does not have a deal. So this is NGCA. They have a rumor with Virgin Orbit. So Virgin Orbit is one that's been talked about for, for a long time. And this was one that sent shares of VGAC up higher. It sent shares of Ajax higher. Everyone wanted to know which SPAC was going to take Virgin Orbit public. So then we have NGCA in exclusive talks with Virgin Orbit. This company is 80% owned by Virgin Group, backed by Sir Richard Branson. Um, It was spun off from Virgin Galactic four years ago. So this is a separate company from Virgin Galactic. Virgin Orbit uh, could be valued at $3 billion in this deal. The current CEO, Dan Hart, is the former executive for the space segment of Boeing. He worked for Boeing for 34 years. So, I mean, this is Virgin Orbit. You've got Sir Richard Branson creating the company, who who also created Virgin Galactic, which, I mean, look at that huge move today. And then you've got a CEO that spent over 30 years in the Boeing space segment. That's huge. And they have... 10 small satellites they launched in space in January. They've got more launches coming. Uh, Their main competitor is Rocket Lab, but but they are, you know, ready to compete. And they've got planned launches from California, Guam, and Japan. Additional locations being considered. I'm excited to see this investor deck if that deal uh, does get announced. But NGCA is on my list because even with the Virgin Orbit rumor, Shares have come back down where we're trading at 1019. Uh, I think this one trades higher when the deal gets announced and, and definitely worth the watch. And we have THCB, this the company merging with Microvast. Now we've seen several battery companies uh, choose the SPAC route to go public and many of them are, are a couple years away. Microvast, I actually think, is pretty far along in the electric vehicle battery market. And this is a huge, you know, 30 billion plus uh, EV addressable market. Microvast, of course, you know, was in the news. They have a partnership with Oshkosh. Oshkosh landing that deal for the USPS vehicles. I mean, so Microvast could be selected for the batteries for that. But they develop disruptive battery technologies for commercial and specialty vehicles. Lower cost batteries. Uh, they're integrated in over 30,000 vehicles, 160 cities, 19 countries, 3.8 billion miles traveled. So real miles with these batteries, not just a, a startup here. They also have a huge patent portfolio, uh, a, you know, huge battery technology. Uh, they're going to focus on commercial vehicles. So you've got light, medium and heavy duty trucks, vans, buses, trains, automated guided vehicles. Uh, port equipment and mining trucks. So they see a pipeline right now of $4.1 billion through 2025, signed contracts of over $1.5 billion. So again, real batteries in real vehicles, 
They have signed deals, $1.5 billion, and a possible pipeline of $4.1 billion. I'm a fan of Microvast here, and I think this one goes higher once it gets its deal completed. Then we have FTCV merging with eToro. Now we've heard from Daniel Cohen, Betsy Cohen, you know, on why their SPAC is bringing eToro public. But eToro, it's a well-known brand, right? They have revenue of over $500 million. Customers hit 17 million in 2020, adding over 5 million in that year alone. Their trade volume tripled since the beginning of 2020. This was one of those brokers that as retail trading took off, saw increased trading. Um, the, the company is going to be valued at over $10 billion, which is the red flag that people point to. But I think we're also going to see the Robinhood IPO later this year, where the valuation of that company could really show how eToro could be undervalued based on revenue and based on users. Because I think that in those metrics, it's going to trade at cheaper multiples than Robinhood in that traditional IPO. Um, so yeah, revenue of $605 million in 2020 was up 147%. Um, you know, they were adding millions of users each month at their peak in, in 2021, uh, over 8 million trades per month. They, they hit the 20 million registered user milestone earlier this year that they are licensed in, in several countries. They launched crypto and social trading in the U.S., now, the key catalyst here is they're going to launch stock trading in the U.S. in the second half of 2021. So you have perfect timing, right, that they're going to complete that SPAC merger and launch stock trading all in the second half. I think this one gets some more love later this year. And you have TDAC. This is Lottery.com. They also own Sports.com. So you have a couple pure plays here. Uh, you know, Tony DiMatteo was on our show, the CEO. He told us that they have the best name and brand in the world. He said a lottery was destined to move online. Um, you know, so they saw strength during the pandemic, but also just a shift. Everyone wants more accessibility. They want easier transactions. So they want to be able to buy online. So they're already in 12 states. They're adding at least six more in 2021. Lottery also added DraftKings CEO Jason Robbins to its advisory board, um, you know, and, and that sports.com domain. They want to get into the global marketplace for all types of game of chance. So they haven't really announced their sports or sports betting plans yet, um, but I think that's coming, right? So I think that's a catalyst to watch. Um, also, they're, they're going to be traded, you know, the new name, lottery.com new symbol, L-T-R-Y. The other thing which I pointed out earlier this week on the show is that Lottery.com has postponed its vote several times. Now, on each vote postponement, there is a redemption period where shareholders can trade in those shares at net asset value. So what that does is it lowers the possible uh, amount of funding that Lottery.com is going to get in the long run, but it also lowers the float. And if there's one thing we've learned this year is that low float stocks can absolutely move uh, on any news of that. Lottery.com is going to be a low float stock when it comes out of its merger. Uh, I'm calling this one that I think it's, it's going to get love from retail traders and it's really going to take off. Then we have VACQ. This is Rocket Lab. Uh, no surprise here. I've been a big fan of some of these space facts. Um, 
deal valued the company at $4.1 billion. They're one of only two U.S. commercial companies delivering regular access to orbit, um, along with SpaceX. Over the last six years, completed over 18 launches to space, over uh, 97 satellites uh, on 16 missions. This was at the time of the SPAC merger. They've actually done several since then. Uh, space market, $1.4 trillion uh, you know, by 2030. Um, that's that's huge. It's worth $350 billion today. They're also working on a reusable rocket, you know, which is a, a growth item uh, that SpaceX has seen, really making it more affordable to get to space. They also have plans to, to launch, um, you know, orbit around the moon to go to different planets. They just recently got a deal with NASA, right, that we talked about for, for that trip, um, you know, into space. They have a pipeline of $2.2 billion in deals. That backlog helps with 90% of this year's revenue. Uh, you know, so revenue is just going to grow and grow. Um, you can't buy SpaceX stock. I think this is the next best way is to get the comparative company here with Rocket Lab, VACQ. Um, so definitely one that I have been watching for a while. And then my under the radar pick, this is this is one that, that most people won't even be familiar with. We have ticker ANDA. So this company is merging with Strive. This is a uh, air-dried meat product company. So air-dried meat, it has more protein than your traditional beef jerky. Now, now one of the things that stands out for this company is they actually count two celebrities as investors, uh, also as marketers of the brand. So I, I'm sure many of you out there have heard of Channing Tatum before. He's an actor, he's a writer, he's a director. Channing Tatum is an investor in Strive, the company merging with ANDA. Also, you have Justin Herbert, the quarterback uh, of the Los Angeles Chargers, again, an investor, and I've seen him promote this brand across his social media. He, he's fully involved in Strive going forward. This is a company that, that saw compounded annual growth of 63% from 2018 to 2020. Their direct-to-consumer segment grew 385% in the first quarter, $1 million in monthly e-commerce revenue, and it's growing. Their Instagram followers were up 50% in the first quarter. Uh, you know, this deal um, valued the company at $170 million. So this was one of the smaller SPAC deals done, which I like, right? Because I think there's more room for upside there. They're targeting a healthy snack seeker market that counts 183 million people in the US. And only of that 183 million people, only 25% have purchased a meat snack product in the past 12 months, which means this may turn into a marketing solution. If they can get their brand out there to hit that market and, and get more than 25% of that target market to try their products, it, it, it can get some repeat customers. They, they have a huge retail footprint that is growing. You know, They added several gas stations, convenience stores, but the keys this year they're in Target, Costco, and Dollar General. They launched that e-commerce in mid-2020. So in, uh, you know, this is now uh, $3.6 million in 2020, that e-commerce segment, and it's expected to more than double this year. They're on Amazon. Their sales on Amazon were up 70% in the first quarter. 
return customers on Amazon for Strive products up 33%. So revenue was $6.8 million in the first quarter. Um, you know, again, th- this is a smaller company, smaller deal. This is one I think is undervalued. It's going to trade under the new ticker SNAX, which I think is a great ticker for them. Um, they also own several other snack brands along with Strive that I think they could really, you know, market. But Mitch, what do you think? I mean, Channing Tatum and Justin Herbert, I mean, that's two decent names to be able to, you know, market a product that they're actually investors in. I got to think that they they believe in the product and that they want to see the success of this brand. What do you think? That's that's the six trading ideas that I've got today. Hopefully some of them turn into home runs or, or at least they're doubles and triples here. Alert, alert, alert. Chris Opedia giving the fire, giving the fire. I had to wave the flag, had to wave the alert there. Definitely, definitely, Chris, you, you're a monster, man. I, I don't know how you do it, Chrysopedia. I wish I could just be just like you, man. You know why? Because I don't know all these specs like that. I, I, I have to myself look at them again. Um, I mean, I know a lot of tickers, but man, Chris Chris always impressed me. Coming with the information. There you guys have it. I'm going to run through the names again. You had that Virgin Orbit rumor definitely on my radar. I mean, when, when I heard that, I mean, we always were looking for VGAC to turn into that. So hearing about that, definitely put it on my radar. THCB, I even saw the – it was a vice chandler from, from Germany uh, uh, visiting a, a factory. Yep. I think that's very important. That's what I was trying to mention that other day where I forgot it. Uh, I just yeah, didn't know exactly. It, you said it on the show. You just didn't know exactly who, but you yeah, knew yeah, that just, Microvast got some love from, from a, uh, someone. So and, and I mean, the government, government love. I mean, when you get government love, we all know how we like that for SPACs. Uh, definitely also Ituro, definitely a favorite out there. I think when you start seeing Coin and these two move, I think you'll see them move together actually. So keep your eyes on that maybe one takes off first so keep your eyes on that uh lottery.com with sports.com yes smart guys gonna make money on the lottery side and what look into growth into sports.com i think that's interesting right there definitely uh some catalysts that could come into that rocket labs i keep hearing so much about uh, if it's not me if it's not chris You'll hear from someone else more than likely. So definitely keep your eyes on that one. And the last one you brought up is one that I got to do a little bit more research in. I don't know too much about this one. And when you don't know, don't trade what you don't know. So to me, I'll stay out of this one. But the other one's definitely top, top on my radar. I'll keep a watch on that one. And thanks for the honorable mention. Like always. It, it looks like Charlie said, thanks for the six home run. So it looks like I, uh, <laughs> it looks like I made Charlie happy today. Again, guys, this isn't investment uh. advice. Please do your own research. I try to bring as much of the research forward as I can. Um, but ultimately, some of these could fail. But again, I, I, I think that these are six that are set up nicely here. So, guys, we, we said we'd get to some ticker time. We only got a couple minutes left. So drop those tickers in the chat. And Mitch, it's Friday. Let's try to run through, you know, as many tickers as we can here. And maybe we just have to be uh, quick with, uh, you know, a, a bull or a bear or, uh, you know, a couple word answer here. Just I, to get I'll through tell you some. what. I'll tell you what, guys. It looks like we got 136 likes right now. If we can get to one. 50 i'll go ahead knock myself off and say hey power boys we need some time we need some time our fans are asking for some time we need some ticker time so definitely get those likes up to 150 and we'll stay on a little bit past 12 because we only got two minutes here chris so pick a stock from the chat chris and i'll go ahead and i'll pull it up on the screen 
and then see if we can get some more time if we get towards 150. Ooh, All right. look at that. Boom, 156. That thing went flying through the resistance there. Let's see if we can get it to 200 by the end of the show, but I'll try to get it some more time. Chris, what do you see out there? I, I saw someone say GNPK. Um, you know, this is Redwire. This is a space stock. I, again, uh, I, we're starting to see space specs really take off. Uh, so I, this is one that I really like. They're the thing behind the thing for the space market. So uh, keep an eye out on that one. Um, you know, it, it's at 10.07. They haven't announced a merger vote, but keep it on watch here. And then what else do we got here? We got VIH merging with Bact. Uh, you know, this, this this is another possible crypto play, right? Uh, this is one that I, I called out on, on a crypto show that we did. Um, it, it's kind of come down to earth, right? We were at 16. We traded all the way down to 10. Um, you know, it, it's another one to, to watch there. What are we at for likes, guys? Did we hit? We're at 177, man. We're killing it. We're killing it. Looks like uh, I already got it going. Looks like they do have a guest scheduled for 12 o'clock. Why? I do not know. But I, I definitely will ask them later why that's they scheduled an interview five. exactly at 12 o'clock. Because that's not, I mean, we'll, we'll I'll talk about that later. But let, let's definitely, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. I'm sorry, guys. It looks like we got to get going. We got the power hour coming up next. I wanted to do a lot of stocks for you guys, but hey. There's so that, many tickers that, that flying. Is what, that is oh what we can goodness. do. Even Hendrix is trying to jump in. My cat is like, yo, what's going on, guys? HOL, like I'm seeing out there another space back. Yeah, I, Mitch, I, I think the space sector, I, I think it's going to get some more love here. That Virgin Galactic news, I think we see the reciprocal trade, right? That all these space stocks start that, to move higher. So that. Spitfire. <laughs> Spitfire, SPFR. I, I'm long this one. Uh, you know, 3D printing. I mean, look at desktop metal getting added to the Russell today. Uh, you know, so I definitely think, you know, 3D printing, it, it's got huge runway. Um, short the SPAC attack. What, what does that mean, Mitch? Hey, someone wants to get squeezed on. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. If you want to squeeze. If you want to short the SPAC attack, I that's give you fine. The Every, everyone's entitled. <laughs> if you can't. That's- you give that guy a noogie. If you can't <laughs> give us more time, we want the cat. Oh, man, Mitch. They're, we want the cat. I can't blame you. calling for the cat. But, yeah, guys, that's going to do it. It's Friday. I tried to bring We tried, right? We tried to bring you guys trade ideas. You saw Mitch's CCIV trade on screen, exactly how he did it, why he did it, when he did it. I mean, you can't get it any more precise than that using Benzinga Pro on the screen. I gave you six-pack ideas. Uh, we had the Russell Index to talk about. We'll be back next week with more great interviews and more trade ideas. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know who you want on the show and what you want us to cover. Thanks, guys. Stay tuned for Power Hour. And, and as always, uh, join us for SPACs Attack next week. Yeah, guys, hit us up in the chat in the comments afterwards. That's really where we can find your comments and get the stocks that you guys want on this show. See you guys next time. Coming up right next, Power Hour.